It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you're indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 19th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Happy to be with you here on a Monday. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at omd. On today's episode, we'll talk all about the Magic's win over the New York Knicks, comment a little bit about their win over the Los Angeles Lakers as well. And then talk all about Jonathan Isaac, the sort of star of the weekend in many ways. We'll talk about his return, what it's meant to the Magic, and what it means for the team's future. But before we do any of that, of course, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by heading to iTunes and searching for Locked On and the team you're looking for. If you're looking to get ready for the Magic's game against the Toronto Raptors on Tuesday, Locked On Raptors is your place. I know Sean Woodley does a great job on that team team and that podcast, and also loves Terrence Ross. And we all love Terrence Ross. He is the original Terrence Ross lover. Um, I know he is super excited to see Terrence Ross playing so well for the Orlando Magic. I'm sure he'll talk about that on Locked on Raptors. So definitely check that out. Check them out there as well. And definitely uh, check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. There's a Locked On NBA podcast that covers the big issues in the NBA every day with a different guest. They have a new contributor on the Locked On NBA NBA podcast, Trevor Booker, veteran NBA player, now a member of the Locked On family. Definitely go check all those podcasts out. You can find them all on iTunes to search for Locked On and the team you are looking for. The Orlando Magic with a rare home-home back-to-back this weekend, taking on the Los Angeles Lakers on Saturday and the New York Knicks on Sunday. Both games, absolute killer games for the Magic offense. Uh, Games where the Magic really had control for most of both of them, honestly, Um, even though the results were slightly different in how they ultimately played out. But uh, the results weren't different. They they won them both. Um, But how they played out were just a little bit different, a little bit bit, um, off. Uh, compared to each other, but um, you know the Magic playing the Los Angeles Lakers just absolutely housed them. Uh, you know, scoring I think it was seventy-five points in the second and third quarters, uh, and just 
taking absolute control of that game to the point where the Lakers packed it in, didn't even play LeBron James in the fourth quarter. Um, Orlando just getting some some fantastic moments from a lot of players. Nikola Vucevic with 31 points. DJ Augustin was fantastic. Jonathan Isaac had some big blocks. Um, it was just a, a great team effort, a great team win. And while there was some loose play in the fourth quarter that brought the lead down to, I think it was 10 at one point, Orlando was able always able to distance it back out. Lakers never went back to their starters. Orlando just kind of eased out to a, I think it was a 130 to 117 win uh, or 119 win, something like that. Um, they dominated that game uh, in so many ways. With the, even though they looked a bit sluggish early on, um, you know, once they started hitting shots, it was just game over. Orlando continuing their strong play. And that continued on into Sunday's game against the New York Knicks. Uh, once again, the Magic got out to a blistering start, making their first 10 shots. Aaron Gordon made his first seven, scoring 20 in the first quarter alone. Orlando scoring a franchise record tying 44 points in the first quarter. So, sorry, 40, yeah, 44 points in the first quarter. Orlando had a 13-point lead. And New York came back in that game, got it down to one at the half, thanks to some energetic play from Trey Burke, 31 points off the bench. Ennis Cantor as well, attacking the offensive glass. He had, I think, 19 rebounds in the game, including eight offensive rebounds. Um, they were energetic and were able to cut into that lead, but they were never able to take the lead. And while Orlando's offense was stagnant in the second quarter, it picked back up in the third and fourth quarter. Orlando always seemed able to extend the lead out whenever New York made a push. That They never ran and hid like they did against the Lakers. But they always found just enough, and they always found it from different places. It was, um, you know, DJ Augustin on one instance. It was Nikola Vucevic, always consistent in one, in one instance. It was Jonathan Isaac in one instance. It was Terrence Ross hitting some shots on a night where he really struggled to hit shots, frankly. Um, it was a, a collection and a, a set of different players stepping up when the Magic absolutely needed them to step up. Um, it was a collection and set of everyone working together and finding a way to push forward and and, and get a, a victory, get a much-needed win to get the team over 500. Yeah, if you look at the standings, the Magic are actually uh, in first place in the Southeast Division. And so Orlando took home a 131-117 win. It's their first time in franchise history scoring 130 points in back-to-back games. Yes, this team is the one that eclipsed 130 points in back-to-back games. It is a completely different team than the one that we saw even two weeks ago um, at the beginning of the season, for sure. It is a team that is playing with confidence, a team that is able to dial it up and di- dial it down uh, a- a- on several occasions and, and play um, uh, at a high enough level to, you know, honestly not have their complete best stuff against the Lakers or the Knicks and still beat them and beat them pretty handily. I mean, that's that's a pretty uh, good place for the Magic to be. Um, they still have a lot to clean up. Of course, I think they got away with a lot of stuff that they wouldn't normally get away with against other teams, against the Knicks. No offense, New York. Um, I thought the Knicks were really good at attacking glass. I thought the Magic's perimeter defense was extremely poor for long stretches of this game. Um, you know, Steve Clifford's kind of had this complaint for a while now that Orlando, that his team tends to go in and out, that... Um, that at times, uh, you know, they'll play five, six minutes of really good defense, and that was certainly the case in Sunday's game. Uh, and then they'll kind of fade away and not play as well uh, for long stretches, and, and that allows teams to get back into the game, and that causes the Magic to, to lose some momentum. Um, that is absolutely still a problem for the team. No one is no one is hiding, no one's denying these problems. Orlando's feasting 
on on a weak part of their schedule. They they took care of business at home on this homestand. Like I said last week, uh, this was a very important homestand. They needed to win three games on this homestand at least. They got the three wins in the first three games. They play Toronto on Tuesday, a very tough team. Um, so Orlando has to feel like they've really accomplished a good chunk of their goals early on here. Um, and they got great contributions all up and down the roster once again. Uh, it was really, you know, it, it's easy. It is easy, and we should nitpick this this game up a little bit. Um, you know, Steve Clifford really didn't want to talk about uh, some of the problems that they had. Um, but, you know, there are recurring problems that, that keep popping up and popped up in this game, like the offensive rebounding for sure and, and, and corralling the glass and those defensive lapses. But overall, Orlando is playing very good basketball. And, you know, Stan Van Gundy used to always say, you got to learn your lessons while winning. And that's something Steve Clifford's repeated this year. You got to learn your lessons while winning. And Orlando is winning basketball games right now. It doesn't matter how you do it. They all count the same. Um, Orlando winning basketball games right now and getting some stellar play from a lot of players. So definitely a a, a strong outing for the Orlando Magic on Sunday, a 131 to 117 victory. They've now won seven of their last nine games. They are nine and eight on the season, over 500 for the first time since opening night when they were one and zero. At first place in the Southeast Division, if that matters, it doesn't, not yet at least. And in really good shape and, and feeling really confident, it seems like, heading into this difficult West Coast road trip and this difficult stretch of the schedule uh, where the Magic will not be home for very, very long uh, in the coming weeks. So Orlando, once again, defeating the New York Knicks 131-117. to 117. We'll uh, run down the final stats for you right now. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. First place to start on the final stat sheet is Aaron Gordon. 31 points, 13 for 17 shooting, 4 for 8 from beyond the arc. Um, For him... Uh, 20 points in the first qu- first quarter, beats his first seven shots, so six for 10 the rest of the way with him. Uh, you know, he he really struggled Saturday night. Um, I think he scored only 15 points in that game. You could tell he was just a hair off. A, he had the focus of guarding LeBron James, not an easy thing to do. Um, but he was dealing with an what appeared to be an ankle injury as well. He said his swelling was really bad in his ankle that morning. He didn't think he was going to play, but as the day went on, the swelling dissipated and he was able to give it a go. And, and I, I honestly thought, he wasn't going to play on Sunday night. I thought Sunday night was a perfect opportunity. Hold him out like they did last week against New York uh, and you know, give him some time to recover because, again, the schedule is going to come at this team very, very fast in the coming weeks. Um, that's not what they did. That's not what the Magic did, obviously. Um, they played, and I think he came out ready to play, uh, feeling good, feeling loose. And I think part of the reason why his, his production dissipated is, is because that injury flared up a little bit. And, and you know, Gordon only played... 29-26 in this game. He didn't even play 30 minutes in this game, didn't play 30 minutes in the last game. I think the Magic are being a little quietly cautious with him. They want him out there. He's obviously super important to what they want to do. And he's playing really, really well, even with the injury. I mean, I thought he still played well Saturday night, um, you know, once he kind of figured his shot wasn't going to be what, it, what he normally is. Um, he played really well, even in the second, third, and fourth quarters um, after his, his scoring barrage in the first um, there's just a lot to like about Aaron Gordon. I, I have to say, uh, I, I'm I'm 
I'm really impressed with him uh, every every game. And and while I think right now the injury is slowing him down just a little bit, I think you know part of the reason why he slowed down offensively is because he probably got a little stiff um, from from sitting on the bench. Um, but by that same token. I think that the Magic's offense stagnated a little bit more. Um, there's less player movement, less ball movement, uh, and Gordon really thrives when the ball is moving. Um, the, the ball finds Aaron Gordon a lot better when the ball is moving. Uh, when they're you know feeding, uh, there's a play early on in the game where the Magic fed Nikola Vucevic in the post and ran a perfect give and go with Aaron Gordon, where he he cut right off Vucevic in the post and got an and one layup. Um, it happened again later on in the second quarter where the ball went into Vucevic. You know he fumbled around a little bit, but um, uh, Gordon's defender came to double Vucevic, and he found Gordon cutting right down the middle of the lane for a two-handed jam. Um, you know, Orlando needs those plays from Aaron Gordon, uh, and that's that's a big piece of this puzzle uh, for Aaron Gordon and figuring out how he's most effective is learning how to play off of other players and to receive passes and cut, and, and he's gotten a lot better with that. And I think, again, when the Magic offense is working well, Aaron Gordon's going to find the ball and find his shot attempts. So he got plenty tonight. Uh, got plenty on Sunday, made a lot of them, and and obviously the Magic were better for it. Speaking of Nikola Vucevic then, a near triple-double for Nikola Vucevic, 28 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, including 4 offensive rebounds, 10 for 15 from the floor, 2 for 3 from beyond the arc, and probably more importantly, 6 for 6 from the foul line. Getting to the foul line a few times, definitely a plus for Nikola Vucevic. Um, he had uh, every aspect of his offensive game working tonight. Um, you know, I think I think no one can be really upset with how Vucevic played when the ball was in his hands, and and you know he's playing again at a really high level. Um, you know, a question that I'm going to pose to the to the Orlando Magic daily staff here in the next roundtable is who do you push for the All Star game on this team? I mean, get used to this with the ballots coming out. Uh, Orlando is in playoff position; they're a division leader. They should have someone in the game in Charlotte. Kemba Walker will be there probably, but um, you know I, I would not be. But you know we gotta kind of start thinking and maybe discussing who the Magic push and Vucevic is just as good a guy to push as, as any. He'll be a finalist for the Eastern Conference Player of the Week this this week after scoring thirty against both the Sixers and the Lakers. Um, I think he was the first player to score thirty points in back to back games since Victor Oladipo in twenty fifteen. Um, so a little while, little while back, not super long, but but a little while. Um, but Vucevic is playing at a really high level. The only real complaint with Vucevic in this game, um, when he was matched up with Ennis Cantor, Cantor still did a good job on the glass. I think most of that was Mo Bamba, honestly. Um, you know, the perimeter play wasn't great, so the centers had to be really engaged, couldn't focus on boxing out there. They were dragged out of position a lot. But when the Magic were in crunch time, when the Magic were, were facing big runs from the Knicks and they needed a big rebound, I thought Nikola Vucevic was there to grab that rebound. So, Another just solid professional performance from Nikola Vucevic. You know, again, you, you really, if you're complaining about Nikola Vucevic these days, you're holding on to some grudges that I think you need to let go of, at least for this year. I mean, we're, we'll talk about the long term on another day, but um, Nikola Vucevic is playing some high-level basketball right now for the Orlando Magic and, and, and really nothing to be too upset about with him. Evan Fournier, another solid game as well. 19 points, 7 for 10 shooting, 2 for 4 from beyond the arc, 6 assists, 3 turnovers, but we won't mention those. Um, Fournier got his shot going in this game, and, and that's, that's you know, he's been a real streaky shooter all year. So to see him get his shot going uh, was obviously huge in a game where the Magic had to score a lot of points, um, you know, giving up 117 points. Um, you know, the Magic just kind of got into a flow where their offense was working so well they could have some defensive lapses, and, and, and a defensive lapse here or there wasn't going to kill them as long as their offense was working. 
That's what didn't happen in the second quarter when the Magic's bench really struggled. But um, in the fourth quarter, it was fine. In the fourth quarter, everything was was going in. Everything was was being made, and, and Evan Fournier was a big part of that. Um, you know, good passing. Uh, you know, generally good passing. I think the whole team generally was passing it really well. 35 assists on 48 field goal makes really high assist percentage. That means the ball was moving effectively, especially because they shot it so well. 57.1% from the floor, 13 for 32 from beyond the arc, and 22 for 26 from the foul line. All those numbers uh, point to the team moving the ball extremely well. Um, And obviously, uh, you know, when Evan Fournier is doing that, you know, things are going extremely well too. DJ Augustin continues his strong play, 12 points, 7 assists, 3 for 4 shooting, 2 for 2 from beyond the arc. Um, Augustin's really just probing into the paint anywhere or in any way that he wants. He's moving the ball extremely well um, uh, and, and just, again, just manages this team really well. I mean, I know a lot of people want to get on the magic for the point guard position. And, you know, I, again, I don't think any of these long-term storylines that that we know about, that, that we've kind of come to expect from this team go away. You know, I think we can still... Understand Nikola Vucevic is a limited player, that Evan Fournier is a limited player, that DJ Augustin has his limitations. But right now, all three of those players, for the most part, certainly Vucevic and Augustin for sure, they are bumping right up against that limitation and, and, and you know, putting a few dents in them, let's say. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if it changes. There's still a long way to go in this season, um, but they're all playing at extremely high level. DJ Augustin certainly among the the highest level players on the on the team right now and he, again he just I would say this he just adds such a calming force to the team um he gets everyone in the right spot he does the right play he he's not you know looking to be selfish he doesn't care how many points he scores I think I think he, he, he takes more pride in that assist number than the point number um but when he's open he will shoot because he is still a scorer at heart Terrence Ross 10 points four for 13 shooting two for seven everyone has an off day Terrence Ross finally had his off day after tearing it up over the last eight games, um, still made some big shots. I know, I, I know he went two for seven. That means he went two for six on on two point field goals. But I know he went two for seven from beyond the arc. But um, you know, he's got a quick trigger. You want him to have that green light. You want him to you know come around a screen thinking shoot, even if it's not the greatest shot in the world, because that confidence is huge for him. And and he can make those shots. He gets a shot up so quickly that he can beat even good defense. And he's done that for most of the last few weeks, and certainly um, he did that Saturday against the Lakers. Um, Just an off night for him. Orlando, though, got away with it thanks to the effort of Jonathan Isaac. 16 points, 6 for 9 shooting, uh, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, you know, just filling up a stat sheet as he usually does. The offense was was the only unusual part for him on that because, again, I think a lot of what Isaac does still can't be measured on a box score. I, I really hate to say that. Um, it's it's hard to talk about him without you know kind of getting into the nitty gritty of what he's doing, but he is, you know, just we'll we'll talk about that and, and that's what we'll do in the next five minutes or so. Um, but really comfortable offensively, um, cut really well again when 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 the ball is moving, it'll find him uh, at at the right moments, and he's so smart about when to cut, when to move that he just creates opportunities, and, and that's really what he's all about. And so that's what we'll talk about for the rest of today's show. The Knicks, led by Tim Hardaway Jr. with 32 points, Trey Burke with 31 points, Ennis Cantor with 21 points, 19 rebounds, Emmanuel Moutier with 12 points. So New York played a pretty decent game, played a really good game for them. Um, they shoot 46% from the floor, 8 for 24 from beyond the arc, 29 for 35 from the foul line, 17 offensive rebounds, turns into 21 second-chance points, um, while the Knicks never led 
They stayed in this game. They really fought hard. Um, you know, they deserve a lot of credit and kudos. Just not enough defense. They weren't able to get stops when they needed to. Um, and while they were able to create uh, extra opportunities for themselves, it takes a little bit more. And, and the Magic just never gave that little bit more up. Once again, the final score, the Orlando Magic 131, the New York Knicks 117, the Orlando Magic next in action Tuesday against the Toronto Raptors. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. The last three games have seen the the reemergence of Jonathan Isaac. Um, you know, I feel like the narrative with Jonathan Isaac and the story about you know his his constant frustrating ankle injuries is not going away. I, I'm sorry to report. Um, you know he's still dealing with the ankle injury. He's on a minutes restriction, but uh, you know it's frustrating to watch him sit out for so long because then you build up so much of what he can be and so much of what the Magic are missing. But then you see him play, and you see him make these incredible defensive plays, and you almost get frustrated that he isn't able to do more, that he isn't able to make even more of an impact. Because you just see this massive potential, especially on the defensive end at this point, that flashes brighter and brighter and brighter every time that he plays. This last three-game stretch has been just an example of what Jonathan Isaac can do. The block at the rim of Joel Embiid. Blocking LeBron James on a jumper, on a layup, and then hitting a three-pointer over him. He had a his lone block in Sunday's game against the Knicks. He literally just put his hands up and grabbed the ball. And then from there, D.J. Augustin drove into the lane uh, after resetting the offense a bit, and found Isaac cutting to the basket for a two-handed jam that, that honestly, I felt like was the knife in the heart to the Knicks. That, that was when the game ended to me. That was the play that defined that, ga- that game on, on Sunday night. And so you see these miraculous defensive gems, and it's, it's hard not to get overly excited especially because we've seen so little of Jonathan Isaac. I'm here to tell you that, yeah, you should be super excited. The players, his teammates, seem super excited about what Isaac can bring to the floor. And having him back is a huge relief to them. There's no doubt that Isaac's most valuable physical attribute is his length. He affects everything around him. He can be in the wrong spot defensively and still play like a guy who is in the right spot. But the good news is for the Magic is more often than not, Isaac is in the right spot. You know, Steve Clifford is not a guy prone to playing rookies, playing young guys. 
because they just don't know what they're doing quite yet. And yeah, he's trying to win games. And by the way, the Magic should be trying to win games. But he doesn't worry about that with Isaac because Isaac is in the right spots. Isaac is doing the right things. He's too valuable to leave off the floor. You know, Isaac is still on a minutes restriction, but it sure felt like in Sunday's game, Clifford threw that minutes restriction out the window and let the young kid play. 24 minutes. Long time to be out there for him. And he, you know, wasn't always an impactful player, but he made several impactful plays on both ends of the floor. And it's, it's certainly a preview of what he can eventually be for this team. And it all just continually comes back to that length. It's all anyone really talks about and really says. Because when you see a guy block LeBron James, supreme athlete, best player in the world, on a jumper no less, you got to have a little something extra. It's that length that helps Isaac cover ground and disrupt offenses on his own. You know, I mentioned this during Summer League. What, what impressed me about the Magic's defense in Summer League, again, I know it's Summer League, was not that they stopped other teams from scoring. It's that because Isaac and Bamba and, and to some extent Briscoe were on the floor, teams had to pass, out at, pass back out to the perimeter at a little bit of a more obtuse angle, taking them away from the basket. It's those kinds of plays, the trying to work around guys that, that are preternaturally long. It's those kinds of plays that show you where a player's length and a player's physical attributes really matter. Because teams have to work around Isaac. They can't go through him. They have to work around him. And that's extremely difficult to do because he's just such a smart player. The stats don't really show this yet because Isaac's bounced around different lineups and, and his sample size is really small, but Isaac undoubtedly makes the Magic a better defensive team. We saw that last year when he was on the floor. And it's not just about the highlight blocks or the steals or, or anything else he does because he does do a lot of those things. It's his discipline to move his feet. It's his discipline with his hands. It's his help side defense. It's coming over and being a weak side rim protector. It's no coincidence that both he and Mo Bamba have blocked the same shot on more than one occasion already this year. He is a dynamo defensively. And, you know, Orlando coming home to this three-game homestand fed off the energy that he brought in making those plays. He made a difference in all three games. The Magic do not win these three games without Jonathan Isaac. And Orlando knows just how vital he can be to them reaching their ultimate goals. He is incredibly important to the team's defense. Steve Clifford has said Jonathan Isaac will return to the starting lineup. That's almost certainly written in stone. He's simply too valuable to leave out. So once that minute restriction is gone, Isaac will start. And who could blame them? Who could blame Clifford, even with everything working so well right now? 
Because even though Isaac may not be the most assertive player offensively yet, he's gotten more assertive, but they're certainly not running a ton of plays for him quite yet. He's out there to defend and make a difference on the glass. And when he does that, the Magic are already proving they can beat anybody. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 